Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray Heron. Great to have you along. This is New Zealand's very own motorcycling podcast. If this is the first episode you've listened to, then I would love for you to hit that subscribe button. And uh, you can always get hold of us with feedback. Uh, you can email me podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. We're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well. You join me at 10 past 4 on a very, very early Wellington morning. It is very cold and I am about to settle up and ride my T7 out to Wellington Airport, get on a flight to Auckland and we're taking you along for the ride to an event that, well, these sorts of events, they're not usually open to the public. So what we're going to do is we're going to go and ride what I think is going to be a, uh, a pivotal, a very, very popular motorcycle in the New Zealand market. We're going to go to to the New Zealand launch of the Triumph Tiger 1200. And as I said, the public don't usually get to go to these events, so this is your your one and only way to see what goes on in, at these sorts of launch events. And we're going to take you for a ride on the brand new Triumph Tiger 1200. It's gonna be a whole lot of fun. Let's go. fantastically gorgeous day it is today and Doug is slinking away because we've pulled out the microphone we are in Auckland and I've caught up with somebody who might sound familiar to you hello introduce yourself hi I'm Matt and I sometimes do podcasts with Ray (laughs) mate uh, Triumph Tiger 1200 launch fancy seeing you here I know right Um, yeah she's a bit of a trek up all the way up the brand new expressway. It only took two hours to get here. It was a fat. It was bloody good. Do you you, you rode, rode up, drive up? Drive, drove up, um, saving myself, saving my uh, precious tush for the 1200. Um, yeah, rocking a bit of damage to myself at the moment with a stuffed tailbone. So if I'm going to make my butt hurt, I may as well do it on the bike I came to ride uh, instead of punishing myself on my plank. <laughs> Now, we haven't had the uh, presentation or anything yet. Gorgeous sunny day. Must be closing in on lunchtime, 10 past 12. Um, do you, what do you know about this bike so far? Um, I know that there's a really, really huge one and a not-so-huge one, a roadie one, and a not-so-roadie one. So when you say that, we're talking GT Pro and Rally Pro? Yeah, and GT Explorer, um, which has a massive, massive tank on it. Um, I've actually sat on them already, um, and, yeah, they're quite um, approachable. Well, I haven't sat on the GT Explorer yet. Um, well, that's like a horrendously huge tank. It, it's, it's massive. Um, and, um, yeah, they're easy to get your feet down and stuff. Um, something in the order of, like, 25 kilos or something lighter than the old one. So um, it'll be interesting. I don't have much in the way of memories of riding the old one other than feeling it was big so um yeah today's gonna be interesting and what's really cool is as these as i as, as i gather these um press launches are usually like held before the bikes are available but these are actually in the wild now these are in dealers now so we can talk about it now yeah and a couple of these bikes are actually dealer bikes from what i understand um, the dealers um because of the shipping problems and at the moment um yeah mike from triumph sort of borrowed a pair of bikes um, and I think they're riding, one of them's riding all the way back down your way uh, after this is over which will be fun for whoever's doing it um, yeah, it's pretty good fun actually, uh, these little jaunts, um, there's some coffee inside, which I might go partake in very soon and uh, yeah, beautiful day it's going to be fun riding, the roads around here I can't remember diddly like, everything looks different from the last time I was up here, which would be a good, what, two years ago maybe? I don't think I've ever ridden a motorbike around here. Oh, it's good fun. There's bits of gravel here and potholes there and trees there. And, yeah, the trees are a lot bigger than I remember. So, um, yeah, it's definitely been a while since I've been out this way. Um, so, yeah, we're at, what, the Kumu Estate, I think it's called, and uh, Kumu Valley Estate, yeah. Uh, In Bami, North Auckland, or north of Auckland. When I left Wellington, it was five degree, four degrees at home, five degrees at Wellington Airport. Yeah, it was eight degrees when I dropped the kids off at uh, preschool this morning, uh, which was cold enough for me. Um, and yeah, then I had to go walk the dog before I locked him in the house all day so I can come up to this. And yeah, it was a bit nippy, but yeah, four degrees, that's a bit nippier, but you're a bit further south than me. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, now I'm thinking of stripping some layers off. 
Crikey, she's warm. Balmy Auckland. Yeah, well, I've got the thermal liner in my pants that I just chucked on, and um, I'm kind of regretting throwing them on, to be honest. Um, but, oh, well, we'll get, get through this. I'm sure once we're on the bikes and we get a bit of wind on ourselves, we'll uh, cool off a bit. Right, more shortly. All right, catching up with Jimmy uh, from TSS in Wellington. You guys are the Triumph dealer, and we're here at the Tiger 1200 launch. Have you had a chance to get up close and personal yet? Yeah, I've had a really good look at the bikes, and uh, we've, we've got a few lucky customers who have already had deliveries of them um, and had a good look today. They're, they're pretty spectacular machines. 25 kgs lighter than the previous model? Yes, yeah, incredible weight saving and, and for a bike that's still shaft drive, uh, massive, massive gains in, in, in weight reduction really, So, which makes it a better adventure bike, makes it a better road bike, um, better power to weight ratio, all of those good things that everyone likes to hear about. Now you're a track guy, you're a dirt guy, you an adventure guy? Uh, I'd love to be an adventure guy. Uh, I've done a bit of adventure riding, but unfortunately time with um, children that race motorcycles and selling motorcycles for a living, I actually don't have a lot of time for riding motorcycles, funnily enough. Some, some awesome tech in these bikes. Um, is there anything that stands out in your mind as, as, a, as a feature that's like, you know, that's a really nice something they've done? Uh, big one for me tomorrow, riding one of these down h- home back to Wellington through central North Island is going to be a heated seat. <laughs> that's that's a big thing. But uh, other than that, that you know, Triumph are very much one of the, the forerunners in tech. Um, and I think just the the way everything integrates really well, like the, their uh, My Triumph app uh, for the navigation and, and things like that, the ability to uh, control your GoPro if you're if you're into into that sort of thing, which I know you are. Uh, from the command centre of the bike, all of that stuff's really, really interesting. Um, but for me, the big thing with these types of bikes is the, is the ergonomics and the, and the ride comfort. That's, that's second to none. So you're riding it all the way back to Wellington, what's that, 750-odd K? Yeah, yeah, about that, 750, 800. Oh, actually, I'm, I'm considering going the longest way I can just to get as many Ks on it as I can and make a real day of it. Why not? Why not? Um... Well, that's, a, that's an interesting uh, question then. Um, service intervals, have you got any information on, on that? Are they uh, longer service intervals? What's, what do you reckon? I actually haven't read on that, but I would imagine that they're a 10,000 mile or a 16,000 kilometre service interval, uh, as most of these, these modern Triumphs are and, and big motors. Um, Three-year warranty as well, uh, which, is, which is new for Triumph. Um, so, yeah, the, the servicing of them, it, 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 you're more inclined to do big miles on a bike that you know you don't have to service every six months. What one are you riding back? Uh, I'm lucky enough to be riding the GT Explorer, so the big tank, 30-litre tank, um, hoping for a one-stopper. Um, we'll, we'll see how we go. You reckon you get that far in one stop? Yeah, I think so. I think a 30-litre tank. Um, I haven't I haven't tested the fuel economy on them, but I would imagine if, if, if I can't do it in one stop, I'm probably doing something wrong or going way too fast. It'll, it'll be very close if you don't. I mean, you might have to fuel. If you go, what, State of Highway 2, you might have to get a bit of gas in Featherston just for that strop over the Rimutuckers. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's the bit that'll probably use the most fuel. <laughs> Jimmy TSS, thank you very much. I assume you guys will have a, a demo in town um, if you don't already. Hundred percent, mate. It's uh, once I get it back to Wellington, it'll be there on Saturday. If you want to come and have a good long ride, <laughs> hey, why not? There's a few of the usual suspects floating around here, some of which don't want to be interviewed, but one that doesn't really have a choice: um, Kiwi Rider magazine editor Ben Wilkins, who's che- checking out the. Tiger 1200 Rally Pro. Hey, yeah, uh, First impressions? They are so much smaller than the models they replace in terms of physicality. I mean, we're standing in front of the 1200 Rally Pro, which is the, is the super off-road, for want of a better word, version. Um, doesn't have the big tank, so it's not got the long-range big tank on it. So this is the one you'd... Um, what, be able to throw around a bit more and it actually looks pretty um, pretty throwable pretty uh, it's got a nice 21 inch front wheel we're just looking at the shaft drive on the opposite side where the uh, the shaft is on the opposite side to the, um, a lot of the other bikes and it's got this weird well quite funky parallelogram type swing arm thing going on which is obviously to help with torque reaction and those kind of things under acceleration and deceleration very angular um, than the previous bikes which were uh, definitely more of a smoother kind of style to them but still unmistakably triumph oh 100% um, 
Yep, it couldn't be anything else, that's for sure. Um, it's one thing I noticed, especially uh, cruising up and down the motorway. I'm learning to be able to tell motorcycles by the shape of the lights and the tail light. Yep, they like to have a design um, style across different models, and they've definitely done that with these. You can see, uh, I don't know if it's the same headlight lens unit in each of them, but it's all designed in and styled very, very similarly. So you can say, ah, yeah, that's a Tiger. Um, but I'm just standing at the back of the bike now, looking forwards across the tank. And the middle of the seat area is really narrow, and the bike looks really kind of like narrow-waisted. Like the tank's really wide and high up at the top, and um, the, the seat dips, the rider seat dips down up into the pillion seat. And it looks, even though it's a big bike, it's like, oh, it's quite thin there. Mm. Doesn't seem, it doesn't look big and heavy, which I think obviously is just an aesthetic thing, but it looks great. And from the rider seat to the pillion seat, there's quite a steep there. Yeah, I think this one's got its seat in the low position. Um, and I've got quite long legs, and I was on the balls of my toes, and a couple of other guys are on their tiptoes. So even in low seat, the 1200 Rally Pro is it's a tall bike. It's a pretty tall bike, actually. It'll be interesting to see what the seat heights on the other bikes are. Yeah, something I actually noticed, and you might be able to tell me if this is kind of a... Lunch is ready. Just very quickly. The radiators are mounted kind of forward to back as opposed to... If you look in here, the radiators are mounted this way yeah. with a fan kind of on the side, which is forward to back as opposed to... Um, across the across front. the front. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, um, years ago, the Benelli tray um, had radiators in the seat unit and the... Honda um, VTR 1000 I think had radiators done like that and it narrows the width of the bike I mean this isn't that wide a bike when you look at it and I guess it's because they've pulled the mirrors uh, not the mirrors the uh, radiators round put the fans on the outside so it's drawing the air out of the bike rather than back over the engine as well so it maybe helps with, with, with keeping it cool Interesting. Well, we're going to work on getting Jock on the bike, but uh, it's lunchtime now, so we'll bring you more in a moment. Around about this point, our uh, oogling of the bikes was interrupted by an absolutely outstanding lunch. And then after lunch, full of gourmet, absolutely delicious food, they said, right, here's the keys, let's get on the bikes. So I did. Jumping on the Tiger 1200 GT Pro. Oh, it's comfortable. We're on. We're in. We're good. Matthew Day Gillett's beside me, sitting on the GT Explorer with the big 30-litre tank. And he's got the luggage too. Look at that. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. This go okay, so it's very narrow in the seat. It's very um to get my feet down. Straight off the off the bat. Let's see if we can work our way. Alright, so Triumph Riders will know very, very easily how to navigate through the uh, the, the, the massive, uh, I think it's a 7-inch TFT. I, on the other hand, okay, I've managed to get into um, the suspension settings. Let's pop it up to sport. The on-road damping. So on my left-hand grip, I've got this little joystick. I've got a little joystick on the left hand. Oh, apparently we're off. Somebody's managed to go find a uh, an Aprilia Touareg. It's not what we're here to ride. Oh, this is comfortable. I don't know what I'm looking at. How do I get out of that? Go away. Oh, here we go. Sport. Road. Rain. I'm in rain mode. I don't know if I want to be in rain mode. In lane bridge. Okay. Oh, this is an experience. How do I end up in rain mode? No, no, no I don't want to be in rain mode. That button. Yes. Okay. Road. Sport mode. That's what I want. Now it's got a quick shifter, which I'm yet to get my head around. Oh, I've done a terrible job of explaining this. This is a comfortable bike, off the bat. I'm in third, fourth, fifth, fifth gear, 100k, sitting about 4,000 revs. Comfortable. Talky. Definitely not rip your face off power. I mean, it's got more than enough power. That's to be expected. But... It's not savage yet. Very refined, very comfortable. Nice power curve. Self-cancelling indicators. 
Oh, very good brakes. This is a beautiful bike. Just get on and go. There's not many bikes that you could just sling a leg over and go for. Red lines at nine and a half thousand. Torque's great from four thousand. Pulls right through. At about five thousand and above, it really goes for it. Quick shifter, meaning you can just pin it and wind through the gears, click through the gears. One, two, three, four. Oh, I'm in sixth. There you go. Smells like Bernie's. Ah, I see. The Aprilia Tuareg was. We ride a photographer. Okay, so instantly feeling this bike. It does not feel like a big, gruff, angry 1200cc. It feels very refined. There's, there's power and torque for days, but it feels fantastic. It doesn't feel huge. It feels tiny, in fact. Oh, here's some gravel. And I'm on the... Which one am I on? The GT Pro. So I'm on the cast alloy wheel variant but the top one the pro no the bottom one so i got the 20 litre fuel tank matthew day gillett's on the uh the explorer model with the 30 litre fuel tank okay time to test the suspension got some corrugation oh and we've got what's that called trash and control okay so trash control is taking a lot of power off me on the corrugations, which uh, you'd expect. I've still got trash control turned on. It's uh, it's not intrusive. It's not abrupt. It's definitely just winding that power back. And the um, active shower suspension is really soaking up the bumps, though. I can feel the bumps, but they're definitely not abrupt or angry. I can. There's hardly even a quiver in my voice. Oh, it's beautiful speed. Absolutely outstanding. Some big potholes here. Trying to avoid most of them, but... And the suspension is doing a beautiful, brilliant job of keeping that rear wheel on the ground. <laughs> I've lost the other guys. Matt's off in the distance somewhere. Jock's off riding. I'm not even sure this was. Oh, they're gone. They're gone. Oh, this is nice. The problem with riding this today is I'm going to want one. This doesn't feel any big, any more bulky than my Tenere 700, but it feels way more comfortable. The seat is beautiful on the butt. Comfortable. Um, some models, I think it's the uh, Explorer models, come with heated rider and pillion seats independently controlled and it's an option on the um the pro models i don't know where anyone's gone huh okay so it'll do like 50 k's in first no dramas only halfway up the rev range i'm doing 50 kilometers an hour on a gravel road in second oh there's matthew thank you Matt's not here to but he's not here to muck around. Not here to fornicate with the arachnids, as some might say. Gorgeous day in North Auckland. QMU, I think we are. So I've got heaps of stats on these bikes, which I'll rattle through very shortly in the podcast. Um, as I said, we're in Auckland. We're testing the brand new Triumph Tiger 1200 GT Rally. GT Explorers, GT Pro, GT Pro, GT Pro, GT Explorer, Rally Pro, and Rally Explorer. There are six models in the line. However, only four of them are being brought into New Zealand. And that's the good four. Because there's also the GT and the Rally, which are like the base models of those two lines. So the uh, 1200... Tiger 1200 is split into two families, the GT family and the Rally family. GT, cast wheels, 
Rally. Uh, Spokey Dokies. Um, all tubeless wheels, tubeless rims. Oh, he's a bit more gravel. Rain mode. How do I get on rain mode? No wonder it feels gutless. I don't want rain mode. Give me road or sport. Yes. Give me sport mode. Lights. That's probably why it feels so gutless. Doesn't feel gutless. Feels great. Okay, so rain mode is very refined, very soft, very gentle. Just a reminder, I'm on the GT Pro. So it's the um, the more road-focused variant. And it's the one with the smaller tank. Probably not the one you'd go for if you're um, going to get off-road. But, I mean, I'm off-road on it. Uh, pretty sure this has an off-road mode. Rain, road, sport, off-road. And, of course, the rally model comes with off-road pro. Couldn't tell you off the, off the top of my head right now what the difference is. Yeah, GT models come fitted factory with Metzler Tourance tyres. The rally models come with Carew. Metzler Carews. Off-road mode. ABS, trash control, everything off. Oh, she's Okay, we are off-road, in off-road mode. Trash and control and ABS is off, and suddenly it feels like it's got some dirt heritage. Uh, throttle is snappy, like it's doing what I tell it to do, it's not thinking about it. It's going, okay, you're the boss. I can put it into a corner and kick the tail out. <laughs> this is a great bike now. This is fun. I need the rally. Oh. This is well sorted, man. This feels like a proper, a proper dirt, dirt, dirty bike. It doesn't feel huge. That's a funny thing. It's not a massive bike. I mean, it's twelve hundred. This should feel huge. It should feel unruly. It should feel uncomfortable on the gravel. But it doesn't. It feels like... Oh, I don't know. I don't want to say what I think it feels like because I think it feels like Todd's Tiger 800. And you know this thing only is 10% more weight than the Tiger 900? 50%, 58% more power... 49% more torque and 10% more weight than the Tiger 900. They've done an amazing job with this. Can we, can we, can we? <laughs> yes! Absolutely! Kicking the tail out! Oh! I think I want one of This would be comfortable for touring. And then you could go get off-road. I don't know if I could take it off-off-road. Definitely off-road like gravel roads. That'd be fine but it's a bit too pretty to take too much further than that. Oh, big pothole. Oh, I hardly even felt it. Shower, active suspension, just soaking it up. What's it like to stand up on? Let's go. Oh, yep. So, okay, so the seat, although being very comfortable when you sit down, is very narrow at the front. It's very narrow. We're talking almost dirt bike narrow. And back onto the tar seal. For a very sh oh, I see. We're back. We're going back the way we came. I know where we are now. All right. So around this corner, we'll be back onto the gravel. I would say. Oh, that's a big pothole. Probably not something I want to be hitting with uh, cast wheels. Okay. No, that's the wrong button. Okay. So the massive seven-inch TFT full-color display gives you pretty much you need but you need to know how to use the controls and for a bike that's very easy to sling a leg over and ride while you're riding it's very hard to work out how to use those controls so i have i've managed to get back to the taco which is very easy to see a nice big digital number of how fast i'm going with a 
a digital sweeping taco. It's more traditional style, but um, it's still digital in my view because it's on a digital screen. Of course, if you want to see photos, videos, and all that sort of stuff, go to MotoNZ.com and check out MotoNZ on YouTube. If you're listening to this on the podcast, that is. If you're uh, watching the video, why don't you go to uh, your your favourite podcasting app and search Kiwi Rider Podcast. Go on. Do it. I dare you. Economics are fantastic on this bike. The screen up front keeps all the wind off my chest. Not much buffeting. Not at the speeds we're doing anyway. We've been up to probably around about 100. I can stand up, and I've got something to grip onto with my knees. Pegs may be a little narrow for some people. They're okay for me. But then, of course, this is the road-going version. You might want to swap out those pegs. There's heaps. There's over 50 factory options to swap out if you um, if you want. And uh, some people will. I've got rubber pegs at the moment. And I'd probably, if I was doing too much off-road stuff, want to swap them out for some angrier ones. I'm definitely lagging behind these other guys too. Matt, Jock, and whoever the other rider was are off. No idea where they are. Just kind of following the road. I've got too much traction control. I was trying to do a wheelie, but... Wheelie control, maybe? It feels responsive and solid. It's really good. It doesn't feel big. It doesn't feel overruling. You are definitely telling the bike where to go. Not the other way around. So we're heading back to where we came from. And i got to tell you, this uh, Triumph Tiger 1200 GT Pro is an outstanding bike to ride. It's understated. Oh, but the brakes bite good. The electrical fruit that you want. Not that I've worked out how to use most of it. Cruise control's there. I do like a bit of cruise control. Winter riding tips. With Protector Insurance, they have your back, even in the worst conditions. Rainbows are bad. Water and oil don't mix, so if you ever see a rainbow on the road, avoid it at all costs. Rainbows on the road are caused by oil or diesel on the road, sitting on top of the water. Other things on the road that are incredibly slippery when wet include manhole covers and shiny tar patches. Above all, be smooth, especially on shiny tar. Be mindful of black ice on shaded areas or on bridges. Ride in the car tracks if necessary. It's also a great idea to delay an early start if there's been a hard frost. Consider a Ride Forever course in the winter months. There's a lot to learn and you don't know what you don't know. Winter Riding Tips With Protector Insurance Insurance for motorcycles by motorcyclists. See protectorinsurance.co.nz for a quote today. That's P-R-O-T-E-C-T-A insurance.co.nz Alright, take two, because we weren't recording the first take. Matt's with me. We just got back from our first ride on the uh, Triumph Tiger 1200. Matt, you were on the Big Beast. Yeah, I had the 30 litre tank Explorer. Um, the G- GT Pro Explorer, yeah, GT Explorer. G- GT Explorer, yep. So uh, I had the 19-inch cast alloy wheel at the front and uh, the more roady tyres. I think they were Metzler Torrance tyres from the Prezo. Uh, yeah, honestly, it was quite surprising, really. You get on the get on it, well, you walk up to it and you go, holy hell, this thing's huge. Uh, got onto it and, um, yeah, it wasn't actually that imposing. Hey, just before we dive too deeply into our little test ride there, um, they mentioned in the presentation that when they designed this bike, they set their sights firmly on the BMW R1250GS. Very different character um, bikes. I, I'm trying to remember riding the 1250GS because it seems like an age ago. Um, the GS, and, and, and in particular the GSA, it's a humongous bike and it gives you this impression while it's sitting there that, that you know, it's it's a small planet sitting on a side stand. I didn't get that impression from the Tiger 1200. No, I didn't either. And I think that's possibly because of the seat height, maybe. Like, you get on there and you can actually touch down pretty easily. I think it's, what, 850mm seat height for the GTs. 
Or 850 to 875 or so. Yeah, about that. And it was, uh, I think mine was in the low setting. It was perfect height for me. Yeah, I could touch the ground quite handily. Difference I do notice between that competition, though, is when it comes to doing U-turns, when we did those U-turns there a couple of times to, for the photos, um, not quite as well-balanced doing slow-speed stuff. But that could also be the fact that I've not ridden a 1200, a bike of this class, for what, a year now, I think? It's been the last time I've rode something this big, so... So the weight really melted away on the bike. Like, it, it to me, it didn't feel any bigger or more unworldly than my little 700cc daily. Yeah, definitely. Um, the electronics help, I think. Um, definitely notice the more power from my little 250. Um, and the extra weight, while well, you know it's there, it's... It's not a hindrance. I think um, one thing I was sort of mostly concentrating on was how the Showa semi-active suspension was handling everything. Oh, wasn't that a dream? Oh, honestly, man, I got on that and sitting on this nice cushy seat and it's just floating along and it changes depending on your ride mode. And I was like, this is great. And then I worked out that there's a heated seat on the Explorer and I was like, oh, that's going to be great for my tailbone. Not only is there a heated seat, there's a heated seat for the rider and the pillion and they're independently controllable. Yeah, which is pretty handy. Um, so, yeah, I whacked that on because i got a damaged tailbone. And, um, oh, man, it was, I was in heaven. I didn't want to get off. We pulled back in here, and I was like, oh, I have to get off. So I didn't do any of the heated seat or the heated grips, but um, the first thing I noticed swinging a leg over, the seat was very comfortable. And then getting on that gravel road uh, with all the potholes, the, the active suspension... Uh, was just soaking every. I wasn't feeling a thing. Floats, doesn't it? It's it was kind of unnerving because I'm used to quite stiff suspension on and my feeling feet. everything going on yeah. under you and like the feedback and everything. And I've got knobbly tires, which I had to remind myself I wasn't on on the way back because I was starting to push the front end out a bit. Um, man, it was that suspension was brilliant. Um, T plane crank engine. I sort of didn't start thinking about that until sort of near the end of our ride, but. Like, it's meant to go sort of, what, bang, bang, pause, bang, pause, bang, bang, pause, bang, pause, um, and it's firing order. And I just was like, oh, this is a nice engine. Like, it doesn't sound like a sewing machine like the old Triumph triples do. I think that's probably the big thing for me. That's almost a pit-off for the um, with the older generation of bikes. Is you reckon? I really like that, um, that, that squeal that was in there. Oh, I, no, I like the T-plane so much more. It's so... It sounds more... <clears throat> Like, so there's uh, a bit of grunt in there. You get it above 5,000 revs, you can really hear that exhaust. But it's not, it's definitely not a, in a, you know, how do I describe it? It's an aggressive sound, but it's not a loud, obnoxious sound. They've yeah. done a lot of work on that exhaust. Yeah, and it's slim. Like, I had the big, all the luggage on my bike. Um, I had the more plasticky um, option, which honestly, looking at it side by side with the aluminium cases, I'd definitely go the aluminium. Um, it just looks a lot more sturdier and a lot more polished with um, alongside the bike and the brand. The, the ones that were on your bike or the ones that were on jocks? The ones that were on jocks. I had the aluminium cases. I had the plastic um, GV ones, yeah. yeah and um, yeah, I wouldn't, personally I wouldn't go for the plastic ones. They just, they might be easier and stuff, but they just, they seem to detract from like the premium feel of the rest of the bike and they sort of yeah, it's they sort of sit out and yeah. Go, going on my, uh, it might be my adventure side coming out of me, but I really, um, I kind of strayed away from the ones with the boxes, uh, the bikes with the boxes. I went for the bikes without the luggage on them because I just, I thought they looked better. Oh, see, I didn't think I had an option and a choice in the matter, so I sort of Mike Cross from Triumph just wanders up to me and goes, "Here you go," gives me the key fob, and uh, I'm like, "Which one, GT Explorer?" And I was sort of when we rocked up here, I was like, "You know, I bet I'm going to get chucked on that Explorer first chucked in the deep end with the big bike and well I, I got given the option between the uh, the GT Pro or the Rally Pro ah yes the difference I'm hoping we get another ride in before uh, this all finishes up because I want to ride the one of the Pro models hopefully yeah a Rally Pro so I can feel the difference between the front end and the different tyres you reckon your legs are long enough I hope so. Jock's sitting on it and he's got a very long inseam and uh <laughs> Oh, they didn't see. Although he did manage to get on the high side just by lifting a leg and stepping over. Yeah, so that might be a bit more of a struggle. Um, but yeah, they don't have the bags on them at the moment. They took the bags off Jock's bike, um, which is sitting over by where we've left our helmets here at uh, what is it, Kimu Estate? And uh, yeah, like I'm not too worried about that. As long as you get one foot down, you're you're golden. Um, but yeah, it's what I think the the Rally Pros are about 25 mil higher seat. 
as a base. Um, it goes up to nearly what not nearly nine hundred, almost nine hundred, which yeah. is very high. Yeah, uh, but you got the extra ground clearance and everything as well, um, which was interesting because they got the different chassis as well. Let's talk about the rider modes. Now, when we left here, we didn't have a lot of time to work out the rider modes, and the guys that took the bikes after us, Ben and Doug and whoever else, they um, they got given the hurry up. They were sitting there trying to work out the rider modes and work out the screen and the controls and everything, and they go, no, don't worry about that, just get out and ride. And when we left here, I didn't know what mode I was in, but it turns out I was in rain mode. I was in sport mode because I just immediately clicked it over because um, I was trying to find, like, just find where the button was sort of thing. And, yeah, it's it was daunting, like, because you jump on and sort of our bikes that we ride normally are... No rider modes, yeah, they just go. Yeah, they're pretty basic. Uh, and all of a sudden you've got the switch block that's got all these buttons and levers and the little toggle thing. Um, I accidentally chucked my indicators on a couple of times going for the little toggle switch. Um so yeah, it's it's daunting to begin with, but honestly, by the time we got back, I was I felt fine with it. I hadn't even looked at the right hand grip though. There could be just as many buttons over there. There was a lot of symbols on that on that thing on that rocker switch on the right hand grip. So I left here when I was in, and I was in rain, and I didn't realise what mode I was in. But we were riding through the bush, and we got onto the gravel, and I'm I'm going, oh, this is very refined, and the traction control is taking a lot of a lot of snot out of the engine. But then I you know worked out I was in rain mode, um, managed to get into off-road mode, which turns traction control and ABS off? Uh, on the GTs, what we were riding, it just it turns the traction control off, but it leaves front ABS on. Um, the rally models, according to the Prezo, get an extra mode off-road pro, which switches everything off. That's and in order to get into off-road mode, which hadn't been communicated to us to begin with, you had to be stopped in a neutral, which was... Um, yeah, I think I was sitting there for the first half of the ride, flicking through the rider mode, and it kept scrolling through them all, and I was going, road, sport, rider, rain, road, sport, rider, rain. I was going, where's off-road gone? Um, so, And then when you're stationary and you scroll through, off-road pops up, does it? Yeah, and then once you're in off-road, you have to stop again to get out of it, it seems. Uh, right. See, I, we, we must have stopped when I scrolled through and I found off-road and, and I was away laughing. A couple of those corners, though, I managed to kick the tail out and, oh, it felt so good. I touched a peg down. Woo-hoo! I was cruising along one of those tighter ones after he'd hit the gravel and... Um, I was sort of like, all right, cool. Like your lines have been sloppy so far, man. You haven't been riding in a group for a very long time. Just clean yourself up, wide it and tight out, lean her in, and just went, and then sort of went, oh shit. <laughs> um, but no, that was they were really impressive actually, just how well they cornered and stuff. And I think that comes back down to that um, suspension package. Um, like, yeah, they, they handle beautifully. When I when I kicked the back out, I was standing up on the pegs, and I just I, I waited the inside peg going around a corner, just blipped the throttle. The back just steps steps out beautifully, but felt very controllable. Nice. And um and I looked back in the big cloud of dust, and I went, <laughs> "Yep, I did that." I think actually we'll we'll replay what I said because I was recording. It was something like, whoa, whoa, whoa. but yeah. Um, so the bikes are out now. Um, there's a Moto Marini sitting over there. Yeah, I'm half tempted to jump on that. That's the press bike that's, uh, I think it's just come out of uh, a it's, it's going, yeah, it's going to uh, VG's place. Oh, is he having it for a second turn, is it? Because we've already had it for KR. Jock did a test ride on it and had some awesome photos he and Jeff got uh, of it fully sideways in a rut. Um, yeah, I'd be, oh, it's a, it's a fun bike, the Marini, and it's such a good... Um, a good package. Actually, all the bikes that you've uh, ridden lately are here. The um, the uh, what is that thing? The, it looks like it looks like a transformer. Yeah, the Italjet dragster scooter. Um, so yeah, Noel who's out on um, the bike I just jumped off. He rode that here today. Um, yeah, two hundred cc four stroke scooter um, with a trellis frame, uh, forward and rear swing arm suspension. Um, it's a bit different. It looks very funky. It's not particularly practical, but it is quite fun. Is the way I'd ex- express that. Um, most scooters you think of, oh yeah, you can put your helmet under the seat. Um, I could barely fit my iPhone under the seat of that thing. That thing's all trellis and alloy, and and if you haven't checked out, check out a photo on Google because uh, the front end. Talk me through that front end. You see it front and rear swing arm. How does that work? Yeah, so it doesn't have a um, doesn't have forks. It's got hub sync track. Um, Steering on the front, so you got a swing arm at the front, swing arm at the back with the engine on it, and um, 
yeah, it's it's a bit different. Um, it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't turn in particularly in tight corners as smoothly as, say, a uh, conventional fork. Um, but it looks cool and um, it works. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Back on the topic of Tiger 1200 launch. Uh, the bikes can't be far away from coming back in. So we'll be catching up with one editor, Kiwi Rider Magazine, Ben Wilkins, very shortly. I'll tell you what, who I do need to catch up with is Damien from Bayride Motorcycles. Is he still here? We'll go and find him. Uh, Damien Bay, Bayride Motorcycles. Hey, great to meet you in person. Hey, Ray, yeah, it's good time to meet each other face-to-face finally, eh? Absolutely. You guys are a triumph dealer for Tauranga. Tauranga. Yes. You bet. Yes. And they have plenty, but someone would say all of New Zealand, right? Yeah. <laughs> I had to think about where you were, because <laughs> like, never, I've never been to your shop. No, we've spoken on the phone heaps of times, haven't we? Absolutely. Um, you sorted me out the low seat for me T7 as That's well. That's right, on the T7, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now that went well. Um, we are at the Triumph Tiger 1200 launch. Uh, we've got, I think, one of every model. The, uh, the GT Pro, the GT Explorer, the Rally Pro, the Rally Explorer. What are your thoughts so far? Well, I think this is a real game changer for Triumph. They've built this bike ground up, all new, uh, lighter, faster, nimbler, everything about this thing's really exciting, eh? So uh, you've, you've been here for the, the launch today. What are you doing tomorrow? I'm actually going to ride the Triumph Tiger. Which one am I riding tomorrow? The Rally Pro back to Tauranga. From Rally Pro. Yeah. So the Rally Pro is the one with the, uh, the spokey-dokey wheels, the, uh, the higher seat. Uh, but the Rally Pro has got the 20-litre fuel tank. 20-litre tank, yeah, and 21-inch front wheel, yeah. which makes it differentiated from the GT, yeah. And the Metzler Carew tyres. That's right, Carew Streets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, is this your your shop demo? Yes, all we. So we'll be taking this bike back to Bayride and be ready for demoing next week. Outstanding. Um, great. Let's talk tech on this bike. There's a lot of tech. There's a lot of tech. There's a lot of tech on this bike. You almost have to list out what it doesn't have. Um, okay, let's do that. What it doesn't have, it's got cruise control. It doesn't have adaptive cruise control. As far as I know, that's like the only thing it doesn't have. Yeah, and there's a good reason for that. Yeah. So Triumph could have put adaptive cruise control on that bike. Technology's there. Continental have the technology ready to go. Um, so the customers in UK and around the world that they had a focus group with decided that they didn't really need it. One, for the money and the extra weight. Um, and people aren't really ready for that technology. don't need it. So they haven't put it on literally based on customer feedback same with the electric windscreen that's been taken off now so we've got a, a hand adjustable windscreen and uh, one of the features of the Tiger 1200 was an electric windscreen it was the only bike in the market that had it of an adventure style bike they've taken it off because you can open and close a boot with your hand right same mm. with the screen and it's lighter and cheaper so they've taken a couple of things off but added a lot more in so you take away and you give back more. And they've uh, saved like 25 kgs over the previous model. Yeah, that's massive, right? It's a 25 kilos lighter. The old model was impressive, but it was always a little bit top heavy. Um, I've always been a Tiger 1200 fan. I've always had demos, basically as my management shop demo, and love them to bits. But this new model being 25 kilos lighter is going to be such a game changer. Like, big time. Just coming out of your garage, backing out of the garage down your driveway. How a difference would that make? Tell you what, I really noticed that the uh, the bike it, it doesn't have this. It doesn't have a massive um, size vibe when it's sitting there. But all of that, any of that size vibe, is gone when you get on. It just melts away. Yeah. So Triumph do work well. All manufacturers work really hard on that. But Triumph's particularly good. Take the Rocket for example. You know, three two point five liter bike, and the the Tigers are the same. You jump on those as soon as your wheels are spinning, that weight disappears. The uh, the engineers in, in England, and I've actually spoken to them directly about it, they work so hard on making that weight disappear uh, when you are riding, and some brands don't quite get that right, and Triumph do a really good job of that. There are other bikes in this category you know, that I have ridden that feel bigger and more unwieldy and more like they're riding you than this bike. Mm. And I guess those brands, that's the kind of feel they want. So their riders might want that, or that's how they want it. Triumph's philosophy is different, and the results, what we get. Great bike. I'm looking forward to having a chat with you once you've ridden back to Tauranga. Yeah, let's have a talk after I've given it a good ride, eh? 
Okay, so as we've mentioned a few times uh, in this podcast so far, there are four models in the Triumph Tiger 1200 coming to New Zealand. We've got the GT Pro, which is the 20-litre tank road kind of biased version, and the GT Explorer, which is still that road biased version. few extras, which are options on the on the Pro model, uh, including the 30-litre uh, tank on the Explorer. But... I was given the keys to the big boy, the Rally Pro and the Rally Explorer. So Matt jumped on the Rally Pro, I jumped on the Rally Explorer, and we went for a ride. Triumph 1200 Rally Explorer, and this thing is alive. Just taking it off uh, Kiwi Riders test rider, Jock McLaughlin, who's set it up for me. <laughs> Oh, this is a fantastic bike, and this is kind of what I expected. And and uh, to be fair, the GT Pro that I was on before probably could be this good, but I just needed to spend time and work out how to set it up. So I'm on the Rally Explorer, which has got the 30-litre fuel tank. It's got the spoked tubeless rims, and I'm leading the pack. I have no idea where I'm going. I don't know what you're doing, Ben. Okay, so this uh, Rally Explorer model still has the really narrow front end of the seat, but still a very comfortable rear end of the seat. It's got a much bigger tank, 30 litres, but physically it feels much wider. Well, no, that's a lie. Physically it looks much wider. It doesn't feel much wider. One inch front spoke wheel, 18 inch rear spoke wheel, both tubeless. Comes with the Metzler Carew tyres. Oh, there's some big potholes there. But man, that suspension just soaks them up. Something great. There's some corrugations. They're quite nasty corrugations, but no dramas for the shower suspension. Whoa, she's got some snot. This one just comes alive. It's definitely down to the uh, the setup, the rider mode setup that I had. But this one just feels like it's ready to annihilate any gravel road. Or any road in general, for that matter. Oh yeah, it feels fantastic. We are in QMU. I have no idea where we are. At an intersection between two gravel roads and a tarmac road. Matt's with me. Matt, we are we are riding the two Triumph Tiger 1200 Rally models. You've got the Rally Pro. I've got the Rally Explorer. Biggest difference between the two is I've got a 30-litre tank. You've got a 20. But, man, as soon as you get off the GT and on the Rally, aren't they just alive? Oh, they're just... It feels so much more at home for me, is the thing I've decided. It just feels right i'm sort of i'm not questioning the front end which i was but also that's probably a big thing with the tires now we're on Karoo streets instead of tour answers oh they're good fun like <laughs> getting off the gt explorer onto the rally pro and it just feels so much more like a right adventure bike to me it does doesn't it so i was trying to tell myself that the gt it was in name only and i was thinking oh this isn't as good as a and as a real adventure bike but i was saying to myself no 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 no, no don't worry about that it's it's just the fact that you've you know that you're on a GT, not the Rally. But as soon as I got onto the Rally Explorer, man, I could I could pop the front end, I could slide the back, I could <laughs> I could do what I wanted to do and what I would be doing on my own bike. Yeah, I saw your wheelie as you left, <laughs> left the uh, the base there. I saw a few heads quickly turn as well. Yeah, it feels a lot more at home. I don't know if that's confirmation bias because we're used to a 21 inch front wheel. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's a 21 inch front. Yeah, like I just feel. Like, I have a better connection to the front end. It's, yeah, it must be that, just because <laughs> that's the only real difference. Wheels, like, spoke wheels are naturally heavier than alloys for some strange reason. But, yeah, you got the extra suspension travel. Getting on them, there's definitely, um, getting on the GT was a lot easier. You could touch down a lot easier. But if you're going to do adventure riding, like, what, 42T again, um, you definitely want to be on the uh, Rally Pro instead of the uh, GT. That said, we're, we're riding the best part of 250 kgs with a bike here. Yeah, it doesn't feel that, though. Like, No, you're right. It doesn't feel any bigger than the GT, which, in my view, doesn't feel any bigger than the 800. Maybe slightly bigger than the T7, but not noticeably. 
but if you dropped it, that'd be the big thing. I notice um, the, the Rally Explorer comes with crash bars, uh, high up crash bars as well as engine bars, where the Rally Pro doesn't seem to. Yeah, that was an optional extra they mentioned during the presentation. So the Explorers get the all the crash protection, uh, the just the Pro models, it's an optional extra. And of course, the, um, the Rally models get a decent skid plate where the... Uh, GT models just get kind of a belly pan. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think they called it a, it's a skid plate versus a... Um, Sump guard some versus plate. a skid plate. Yeah, uh, or a bash plate, I think they even called it, maybe on the Prezzo. Um, they're definitely cool, and I definitely really enjoy this um, this particular bike more than I enjoyed the one with all the luggage and 30, 30 litres. So, yeah, let's go ride them again, because, um, yeah, there's that whole rest of the loop we can do. And we don't have a lot of time to do it. So there you have it, the Triumph Tiger 1200 GT Pro, GT Explorer, Rally Pro and Rally Explorer. These are outstanding bikes and they are in dealers right now. So if you want to go and check them out in the person and maybe even have a ride, contact your local uh, Triumph dealer and uh, and organize that. I highly recommend it. They are what, what can I say? They're, they're not, they don't feel savage, but they have a lot of power, a lot of tech, and they are beautiful to ride. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. My name's Ray. It's been a pleasure to take you along for the ride on this, the New Zealand launch of the Triumph Tiger 1200. If you want to see more, MotoNZ.com is the place to go to. We have photos, a uh, full write-up, and maybe even some links to some videos there as well. You can go to YouTube and search out MotoNZ. I'm going to chuck my video up on our channel there. You can also go to YouTube and search out onthrottle.co.nz. That is Matthew Day Gillett's website, and he's doing a video as well. Otherwise, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can always get hold of us, as I said at the start of the show, on the podcast, on the email, sorry, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. Thanks for joining us. Hey, we're almost at the end of winter. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Things are going to start warming up, and we're going to do a whole lot more riding as spring turns into summer it's going to be a whole lot of fun so until next time i've been ray this is kiwi rider podcast keep the rubber side down throttle on and we'll catch you in seven days time Bye.